right, so welcome back to the Kaiser Weekly Podcast. Yes, I'm still calling it a podcast, even though this is a YouTube channel. The reason I'm doing that is because that's how I got started. Got started with podcasting. And of course, we still offer podcasting. So if you don't want to watch it visually on YouTube, then you're more than welcome to get to any streaming uh, service, uh, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts. And you can find Kaiser Weekly Podcast. And you can listen to this episode on your radio, on your ride to work. I know a lot of people like doing that, so I don't fault you for that. One, you don't have to see my ugly mug, and two, you get all the information while you're going to work. But let's go ahead and let's get things started. As you can see, kind of a little bit of a new backdrop. Uh, Things are in process right now to improve the setting to which I'm airing. Uh, No longer in my bedroom and trying to show off uh, my dirty laundry to the world. Uh, So we're getting a little bit cleaner and a little bit better. Uh, But anyway, let's get things started. Uh, News for the city of Kaiser this week. And of course, it's terrible news. It's always terrible news, usually whenever something hits. Uh, But a former Kaiser police officer has been placed in the Potomac Highland Regional Jail after being charged with the sexual abuse by a person of trust. Uh, This is absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, Brendan Daughtry is expected to face additional charges as this case has now been turned over to federal authorities to continue to process. The investigation into him started with the Mineral County Sheriff's Department, the West Virginia State Police, and of course our county prosecutor's office. Uh, We will continue to update you as more details come out on that. Um, We also had our city council meeting last week and Although the second reading of the water and sewer rate hike was supposed to take place, uh, the city council at the last minute decided to uh, slow things down a little bit. Uh, The council has started to start over uh, with a first reading, which they did, and they're going to push the second reading back to September 28th, at which time the folks of Kaiser can go down to the city council meeting and discuss any issues that they have. Now, even though the law does not require, once again, it does not require a written notification to the customers, so the citizens of Kaiser, the Kaiser City Council has chosen to do just that. They are sending out a letter to the citizens letting them know of the increase in prices. The only thing really that this is going to change by pushing things back, uh, we're still going to see those increases. They're not going away. Uh, But what it'll do is the times in which these increases were going to take place are now going to be pushed back a little bit further. Uh, But yes, we're going to see some significant increases in water and sewer rates. And that's because it just wasn't happening like it should have been happening uh, this whole time. Now, the other news I have, Tyler Biggs has wrapped up his court cases recently. And of course, they were tied to the poaching charges that were brought against several individuals of the county. Uh, He's accepted another plea deal. And he's now going to, the only thing he's got left to do is pay his fines and serve his home confinement for the sentencing that was issued out to him in all three counties. Uh, The only individual left that still has any court appearance to make is Chris Biggs, as Ivy Rodehaver, Colton Broadwater, Robert Horner Jr., Dalton Dolly, Gregory Broadwater, and Robert Horner Sr. have all been to court and accepted plea deals and have gotten theirs taken care of. Now, Kaiser also continues to work on the problems to the north end of town that have been caused by the trains blocking both crossings. Uh, As you know, this has been going on for quite a while, uh, and it is a a huge problem uh, because what it does is it prevents access to those citizens in case of emergency. So let's say the trains blocking both uh, 
both crossings and there's a fire that breaks out in one of those houses where somebody's having a heart attack, there's no, there was no way to get to them. Uh, currently, they're going to use a tunnel uh, down the line to shoot underneath and access with a all-terrain vehicle, uh, the people that need assistance, but that's still not a great way to conduct things. So currently, of course, they're applying for grants and they're working with CSX to get a bridge put in, which I'm still very curious to see the results of that. But until that can happen, they're also in works on another grant that will put up, I guess, temporary, a temporary structure or else lease a, a structure that's already there that can house a fire truck and, and a possibly another ATV uh, that that way they can get um, to the scene quicker and help out the citizens of the North End when there is an emergency. And let's hope that that gets taken care of, because I tell you what, I would not want to be on the North End of town when those trains are blocking the track. I mean, it's hectic and absolutely crazy that they can't get across to go to the grocery store or just go pick up their kids from school sometimes because of the train blocking. But that's the way things are as of right now. Now, as far as news goes, that's it. That's all I got. But what I do have is something great, something wonderful. And that's what we talked about last week. And that's the fact that sports are in full out mode. I mean, it's just go mode. Uh, Kaiser Pride being shown all over the place. A lot of people attending these athletic events. And I love to see that. I hope to see that carry on. Uh, let's start things out with the cross-country results from our home meet this past week. Our boys' team, first place, went to Griffin Powell with a time of 18-18-58. Second place went to Trenton Denny with a time of 19-16-78. Fourth place went to Logan Hedrick with a time of 20-12-55. And 11th place went to Dirk Shoemaker with a time of 22-11-67. People, I'm going to be honest with you, my heart breaks right now, the fact that they don't have a fifth member. Because in order to get a team score, you have to have five members of your team. They're currently sitting at four. I'm hoping there's a fifth one that just wasn't able to make it. But if not, I'm begging somebody to come out for that cross-country team. I don't care what you run because you got enough talented and gifted athletes that they're going to do really well in the team scoring. And that's just one more additional way that they can make it to the state meet is by qualifying as a team. So I really hope that there's a fifth member somewhere along the way. For our girls team, how about Avery Everline taking third place with a time of 23-43-30? She did an absolutely fantastic job, had a phenomenal day. Tenth place went to Maddie Harvey with a time of 29-28-48. Fourteenth place to Sydney Swingle with a time of 30-44-16. Sixteenth place went to Ivy Brommel with a time of 33-56-01. And 21st went to Eden Brommel with a time of 42-33-34. I continue to encourage all you athletes, especially runners, just compete against yourselves. As long as you improve yourself, you've had a successful season. So keep up the good work and keep plugging away at that. Now this week, the boys will be competing in the Interstate Classic in Clear Springs, Maryland on Saturday at 9.40 a.m. And our girls will be going to the St. Mary's Medical Center Cross Country Festival on that same day. Now, that was great for that, but let's be honest, this is the best part. Kaiser Varsity Football. I don't know who got a chance, I watched it on YouTube. I didn't get to go to uh, Clarksburg to see the game in action, but I'm glad that it was YouTubed. I'm glad that it aired. That way I could see exactly how the game played out. And let's be honest, after a relatively slow start to this game, the Golden Tornadoes absolutely stormed back to pull off a victory with a score of 35-21. to 21. Now, of course, we all have heard it by now, at least I'm assuming we've all heard it by now, the highlight of this game 
came from Jack Stenslossick, who looked like, to be quite honest, he looked more like Flash. Uh, he ran off a kickoff 83 yards. He ran it 83 yards back for a touchdown, and that really was what got the Kaiser Golden Tornadoes uh, pump, jazz, whatever you want to say, in, in that game and rolling. Because I tell you what, they took a 14 to nothing deficit very quickly in this game. Um, it was very disappointing, uh, to be quite honest with you, to see such a slow start. But both teams looked kind of raggedy throughout the whole ordeal. And let's be honest, the officials were atrocious, especially early on. Kaiser's kind of lined up and they're on. We always move kind of quick. Uh, but Robert C. Bird was clearly not set where they need to be. And the officials blew the whistle for absolutely no reason other than to let Robert C. Bird get set up so that they can react to the Kaiser offense. That was absolutely atrocious. Uh, I was embarrassed for the officials that did that. But anyway, uh, Kaiser, uh, eventually, of course, if you watch the game or if you listen to it, uh, we scored three ways, special teams. We scored a passing touchdown and, of course, rushing, which we expect the rushing touchdowns because that's kind of our bread and butter. Excuse me. Um, but major props for this game have to go to the offensive and defensive linemen because they were the true difference makers in this game. Uh, if they didn't play to the level that they played at, this game's a, a totally different uh, result. Uh, it has a totally different result. Uh, the rushing attack uh, early on, we were looking at two yards a carry. Uh, really, like I said, it was a slow start. But the longer this game went on, the physicality of the Kaiser offensive line and the size of our line really started to take its toll on Robert C. Bird. And you went from running two yards of carry to seven yards, eight yards of carry, and a little bit more at times. Uh, so really the offensive line did a great job uh, of moving the defensive line off of the line of scrimmage and giving our running backs a place to go. From the defensive side of things, like I said early on, we're in a 14 to nothing deficit. And Robert C. Bird's doing what they do best. They pass the ball. And they had a great quarterback, really good receivers that were fast and tall. Our defensive line started making hay against the offensive line and putting a lot of pressure on that quarterback throughout the entire game. That, people, is the reason that Kaiser wins because that defensive line was just absolutely outstanding and put so much pressure on the quarterback. He didn't have the opportunity to set his feet and make throws, uh, which was, a trust me, a very good thing for us. So once again, my hat's off to the offensive and defensive line. I know you guys, a lot of times people call you all the big uglies. You may be the big uglies, but I'll tell you what, you are the key to winning season. And I think things are looking really good right now for Kaiser High School, at least in varsity football. Now this week, our varsity football team is going to host North Star from Pennsylvania at Alumni Field at 7 p.m. for a very rare Saturday night game. This is a team that we haven't uh, really faced before, so it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be hard to kind of match up and to prep. You're going to go off of video and records and, and maybe some opponents that you were able to get a hold of for North Star. You'll get some information from them. But it's kind of going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to play it out and see what happens. Once again, my keys for this game, that offense and defensive line, if they can hold their own and push back the opposing team from the line of scrimmage, we're in great shape. If we can't, it's going to be a long game because you got to have the holes for those running backs to hit and you got to keep those defensive backs from having to be in isolation for a very long time. Uh, just because it's hard when you don't know which direction the receiver is going. You're guessing. 
Now, tonight, our JV football team has a huge test in front of them as they're in action at Alumni Field, and they're going to go up against Morgantown High School's JV, so going up against a much bigger school. That game is going to be set with a 7 p.m. kickoff time. I highly encourage you, if you don't have anything going on, please get up there and root on your Golden Tornadoes as they're going to need the support of their community against such a great opponent. Now, outside of football, again, Kaiser Golf Team, is continuing to shine as they win at the Pines on the 24th with a team score of 158. Now, I will say this. I did things a little bit backwards. So you're going to hear some career best right here that got broke. Uh, or you'll hear some career best later that got broke on this, this meet right here. But individual results were Noah Broadwater with a career best 34, Evan Ack with career best 38, Drew Matlick shot a 39, and Brianna O'Reilly had a career best 47. So that was a great showing uh, by our Kaiser golf team uh, to continue to improve. They also had won earlier in the week at the Cumberland Country Club, which was played on the 22nd, with a team score of 173. Evan Ack led the way shooting a 42. Drew Matlick and Noah Broadwater both shot 43s. Trey Kitzmiller had a career best 45. Owen Schweitzer shot a 50. And Brianna O'Reilly had a career best 56. So like I said, that was a career best of a 56. But the next meet, the very next meet, she has another career best. So it's always great to see these athletes continuously improving and to have such good outings. Tonight, uh, the Kaiser Golf Team is going to compete at Oakland, Maryland, starting at 4 p.m. And then on Wednesday, they will be back at the Polish Pines and competing in that competition slated for a 4 p.m. start time. Now, the boys and girls soccer team opened up their season this past week on Thursday against a very talented, and I do mean a very talented, Hampshire high school team. Uh, the boys fell, I believe it was 6-0, to nil, and our girls lost 3-0 to nil in their game. Uh, the girls' team would play again on Saturday against North Marion. And once again, they come up a little bit short in that contest with a score of 3 to nil. Um, It's not the start that any of them wanted, but let's, it's early. It's very early. This is a young team. This is a young program that's still kind of getting its footing. So we continue to encourage them to just continue to go out, do their best, give their best effort. And we're going to be proud of them regardless. We see great things coming to both the girls' and boys' soccer team in the near future. This week, our JV boys team is going to face Frankfurt on Wednesday at home, starting at 6 p.m. And then the boys varsity will play at Bishop Walsh on Thursday at 4 p.m. And then they'll have a game Saturday at Frankfurt High School with an 11 a.m. start. So a very busy week for the soccer program for the boys. Uh, the ladies, their varsity team is going to play Bishop Walsh at home on Thursday at 4 p.m. And then they're going to travel to Frankfurt on Saturday to play at 9 a.m. So we wish both the boys and girls high school soccer teams much success. And really, we just pray that you continue to improve and make it through without any major injuries, because that's a huge thing, especially in soccer. Now, in volleyball, I didn't find a whole lot, okay? I promise you, I looked, I'm searching, and I still didn't find a whole lot. Our girls faced off against East Hardy this past week. Uh, what I do know is varsity-wise, it was a tightly fought set of games. Uh, the girls eventually found themselves on the wrong side of that score and suffered a very close loss. Uh, but this week, they're going to play at Pendleton County on Tuesday at 6 p.m. for the JV, 7.30 for the varsity. 
They're going to have a home game against Moorfield on Thursday at 6 p.m. for the JV, 7.30 once again for the varsity. And then a home game on Saturday against Paul Paul with an 11 a.m. start for the JV and a 12.30 p.m. start for our varsity. So we wish you a bunch of success. That's a lot of games, man. I tell you what, it wears me out just reading it. I can't imagine having to play that many games in a week. Uh, my hat's off to those girls because those are some long matches. Nothing about volleyball is short. Uh, what usually I think they have like three sets uh, that they got to play to determine the winners, a lot like tennis. And, of course, that's all I'm going to have for Kaiser High School sports for this week. Let's look at Potomac State College sports because they're in action as well. The men's Catamount soccer team defeated Cecil College 5-0 this past Thursday. The team was led by Rashid Nasif, who had a hat trick, which for those of you who don't follow soccer, that's three goals. And Joaquin Arajo, Arajo I, want, I want to say Arajo, and Brock Amos added one goal each. The team used a trio of keepers with Tim Bailey leading in the saves. He had three saves for the game. I think there was five saves total. Uh, next up is going to be Hartford Community College, who is going to come to town on Tuesday to play at 6 p.m. Now, our Lady Catamounts were not quite as fortunate playing, once again, playing as against Hartford. So they're already, they've already played Hartford. That's the team that's coming in to play the boys team. Uh, looks to be a little bit tougher of a challenge. Um, they did lose that one three to nil. The next game that they're going to have is they're going to host Hagerstown Community College on Tuesday at 4 p.m. And hopefully they'll be able to get the ship righted and get back onto the winning track, at least finish with a tie. So our Lady Catamount volleyball team hasn't started yet, but they're going to be hosting Pennsylvania Highlands Community College on Thursday at 7 p.m. to get their season started. And that's going to wrap up the sports for the Potomac State Catamounts. Now let's take a look at the weather. It looks like Monday is going to give us the highest temperatures with 91 degrees. Now, the rest of the week should be in the lower 80s, which is a very welcome thing. I don't know. I grew up in Texas, but I guess the time I've spent in West Virginia has been enough for me to get to the point where I can't handle that much heat for that long. And I'm enjoying the 80s a lot more, hoping to see the 70s very quickly. And while Tuesday looks to be probably the wettest day that we're going to have, at least the highest chance of rain. Uh, the rest of the week is going to look absolutely spectacular uh, with very little chances of rain, a lot of sunshine, some cooler temperatures. What else can you ask for? I mean, that's about as perfect as a, of a week as you can possibly get. And with that being said, folks, that's going to wrap things up for Kaiser Weekly Podcast. I look forward to talking to all you wonderful Kaiserites next week. I hope you take care and have a safe week. Goodbye.
Hit 